Welcome to another edition of Around with Randall, your weekly 10 to 12 minute podcast on making your nonprofit more effective for your community. And here is your host, the CEO and founder of Hallett Philanthropy, Randall Hallett. It's great to have you back here for another edition of Around with Randall. Today, I want to talk about the connection between something that happened recently in my house and things that I notice. And this is a generic observation, but is so applicable and will make it connected to fundraising here at the end. If you know me or you spend any time with me, you know, I like to tell a lot of stories and sometimes those stories are about my own life and particularly my family. My son who's seven, came home just the other day with a pile of papers from school. And just to give you some context, Jay is a lot like his dad. For those who know me, might say, poor little kid. But he's stuck with the DNA. And one of the things he does really well is math. For a first grader, he's kind of amazing. He does math in his head. and. It's adding and subtracting two, three, four digit numbers to each other. And it's multiplication and division already. And he gets that from me. And he likes numbers and he likes how they make sense. And half the time it just, they make sense and he doesn't actually know why. And those are things I remember from my youth. So it was kind of astonishing to his mother and I that he came home with a worksheet, a timed test of 28 equations. And these equations were 5 plus 0, 3 minus 2, very, very simplistic. And things he's been doing for years. And he missed 14 of the 28. And both his mother and I were shocked. Until we looked at the equations and the test with a little more detail. In one way, he almost got 100%. You see, the math and the subtraction equations, the 5 plus 0 and the 3 minus 2, were interspersed. So there was no pattern or they weren't broken apart. And he had answered every one of them correctly if he had picked the right addition or subtraction. What we figured out fairly quickly is, is that it was a lack of attention, attention to detail. He just thought he saw and knew if it was add or subtract. And it doesn't make any difference. He missed them. Thus, we've begun a process of really honing in on the idea of detail and the attention that it requires. And frankly, these are lessons I distinctly remember in my upbringing as well. Attention to detail in a fast-moving world is something we don't spend probably enough time talking about. We're also jaded by the idea of what I call instant gratification. As technology 
as the access to that technology and more importantly, the information or data that it can provide has sped up in the last 10 to 15 years. The speed at which we operate tends to speed up as well. And as a result, many times we miss the details. So what does attention to detail actually mean to me? Well, I think of it kind of in five basic descriptors that when we're, when we are someone who, or, or, or we attempt to be someone who is good or strong at the details, we're consistent with high quality work. People know what to expect from us in a very positive way that we learn from our mistakes that we don't repeat the same ones over and over and over again. Strong attention to detail means, hey, I'm not doing that again because I didn't like the end result when I didn't get it right the first time. Great attention to detail is also or embodies trustworthiness. You know what you're getting from someone. Attention to detail in the best possible ways also probably is connected to a strong memory. Or maybe you don't have a great memory, but you have a great note-taking process so that it enhances your memory. I'm one who probably depends mostly on my memory from what I see, hear, feel, touch, and, 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 and taste. But I can't tell you how many people I've met who do a tremendous job when they take notes of every meeting they're in, and they can reference those. And lastly, attention to detail experts are people who tend to be problem solvers. They, they, they get to solutions because they can see the problem more effectively. So how does this all relate to philanthropy? Well, I can't tell you how many times over my career I've run into scenarios and situations where the attention to detail has gotten me in trouble or the organization in trouble or clients in trouble. Let me give you a few examples. This idea, which is so important in the multi, uh, moves management process and the development of relationships, general follow-up. I'm I'm going to reach back out to you at this date. Responding to emails. Doing what you're going doing what you actually said you were going to do. That's really important in relationship building. It gives credibility. It it honors the person. So attention to detail. Oh my gosh, I missed I forgot to get back to them. That's a problem. Thank you letters either as a recipient or as the organization who authored them, there is nothing more mystifying to me when there is a mistake in a thank you letter. I have examples galore where the salutation was wrong or the merge was incorrect. The wrong, We're merging maybe a batch from gift processing and the amount that somebody gave or their tax deductibility was one row off in the merge, which meant everybody's letters were incorrect. There's nothing more embarrassing than 
wrong information in some type of thank you correspondence. Makes you look like you didn't care. I've had scenarios and situations where gift agreements and proposals haven't had the attention to detail. There's facts wrong. And this is important because if we're doing our jobs correctly, we've soft asked for permission to bring a gift opportunity or proposal to someone, and then it doesn't actually reflect what they said they wanted. I've gotten in the habit over years, and I want to thank Microsoft for this, that when I do these kinds of proposals and gift agreements and other things, either for clients or on behalf of clients, you can go back and I literally have the computer. Now it can read back the document. And yes, it's time-consuming. So it does alleviate, though, when I hear it and there's a word missing or something of that nature, it alleviates embarrassment when I'm producing, at least more embarrassment, when I'm producing documents for clients. And lastly, making sure you send email to the right people. Every once in a while, I get an email and I don't know quite because there's not a lot of quite how it happens. There's not a lot of Randalls in the room in the world. But at the end of the day, I got somebody else's email because they typed in RA and it's going to go to Ralph or if you got the wrong John or the wrong Susan. You need to double check that. And that includes texting. So those are examples that we see, unfortunately, in our own world. So what's the tactical? In this case, the tactical is going to be more about you as an individual. What is it that you can do to create more attention to detail in your life? How can you be more effective at ensuring the small mistakes don't become glaring omissions or problems as you are developing relationships both internally inside the organization and externally? So number one is work at a slower pace. I've turned 50 recently, and I I tell my son this because his mind tends to work a little bit like mine. Sometimes my mind works faster than my mouth or my fingers when I type. And I have to say to myself constantly, slow everything down. Slow everything down. When I say work at a slower pace, it may be physically working at a slower pace, you could also be working at a slower pace mentally, keeping up with yourself and keeping up with the work that you're doing. Number two, focus on one thing at a time. One thing. The Journal of Psychology did a study or produced a report from uh, researchers that said that when you multitask, you're Productivity diminishes by 80% or by 40%, excuse me, 40%. I love, and I've talked about this before, I'm inquisitive, intellectually curious. When I'm watching a movie or show about doing some research around it, you know, what a, there's a character mentioned, particularly if it's a historical film, who was that? What did they do? That's one kind of multitasking. And I would argue would be okay because it's not work-related. But if you're trying to do three things at once and it's costing you mistake after mistake after mistake, 
then just do one thing. Put everything away in a pile and finish this. When I do the podcast, I'm only doing this. Focus on the one thing that, that you need to in that moment. Make templates and lists. That's number three. I carry with me at all times my to-do list in my back pocket on note cards, and I redo it every day so I don't forget things, if at all possible. And templates are great because once you've proofread them and reproofread them and made sure they're perfect, you can then use that template to be reused over and over to give yourself a self a chance or a feeling of a surety that it's not having small errors in it. Number four, break down your projects. Don't just do the big picture. Do the little pictures. What are all the steps necessary to build out a successful, long-term, larger process? I remember my mom always talking about that it was really important not just to look at the big goal, but to look at all of the small goals that go along with it. And if you accomplish them, in some ways, that gives you a great deal of confidence that you're not missing the small things. Project management software is great for this. I use it all the time to make sure that the small things are not being missed. So develop multiple goals in this process. And number five, have someone else overlook your work, review it, edit it. Don't be afraid to get someone else's opinion and to see if you're actually doing what you should be. Sometimes another set of eyes can make all the difference in the world. Attention to detail can be a difference maker in the way people view you and the work that you do. A couple of reminders. First and foremost, we post blogs constantly on the website, uh, a minimum of two a week. This last week, I believe there are four or five uh, on a series about board orientation. Check it out, hallettphilanthropy.com. That's two L's and two T's in Hallett, philanthropy.com. For the podcast, if you find this helpful, Subscribe to it. It's on all the platforms. And share it with a friend or two if you think that could be helpful to them. We try to keep it tactical, applicable to make your nonprofit and those in the nonprofit world more effective so that they can be successful. And if you want to contact me and want to make a recommendation on a podcast, that's podcast at hallettphilanthropy.com. Or if you want to complain and say I'm crazy or I missed something or I was totally wrong, we look at those. It's an important feedback loop. That's Reeks, R-E-E-K-S, at hallettphilanthropy.com. Let me conclude as I do each week for this particular podcast, is that this is a noble, awesome responsibility that you have as a nonprofit leader, an employee, board member, whatever you're doing to make your community a better place through philanthropy. It calls us to want to make a difference, to change the world, to fill holes, to make people's lives just a little bit better. And that always brings me to my favorite all-time saying.
Some people make things happen. Some people watch things happen. Then there are those who wondered what happened. Nonprofit work, what we do is about making things happen for people who are wondering what happened. And I, I get up every day wondering how in the world I'm so lucky to be a part of that process, to be someone in a very, very, very small way, helping organizations and people make a difference for their community. I hope you get up every morning feeling that good too, because what you're doing is incredibly important and it's changing lives. And if someone doesn't tell you that today, then let me be the one because I appreciate what you're doing and how big of a difference you're making. Can't wait to see you next time here on Around with Randall. And remember, make it a great day.